Comics Inebriated, a podcast about the history of fiction and nonfiction in comics, along with current events, hosted by comic creators Liana Kangas and the guest Matt Emmons. Welcome back to Comics Inebriated. I am your host, Liana Kangas, and I am joined by, you know, the permanent guest host, I guess. Yeah, your other secret host, Matt Emmons, if you couldn't tell by now. Uh-huh. I'm a host too. I think eventually we'll just like cut that ruse out and be like, actually, this is some random guy that we've never met before. You're After a certain point, yeah. Now. After a certain point, we'll stop introducing me and just go to our guests. <laughs> Your voice pops up in the background like some weird producer that's been talking the entire time. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, speaking of... Uh, weird random guys just kidding uh we are joined by a friend of mine actually today uh joe eisma how are you hi i'm really well thanks for having me yes i along among the first people that like had contacted us to want to be on i feel like i don't remember if i did a twitter post or whatever but um i was just really glad to see that you wanted to be on and you know, the topic today is uh, of something that I also love, and I am wearing a shirt of uh, in honor of you today, so that was fun. But um, yeah, I, Matt, you know, usually I'm all with it today, but brain not working, and that's totally that's normal, right, in the yeah. state of right now? I think so. It's fine. Yeah. Um, well, we always, we got to ask, the listeners need to know, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a uh, bourbon, neat, and specifically Buffalo Trace uh, bourbon, neat. Um, and I, 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 when I was talking to you guys about like you know what we were supposed to be drinking, and I was like, oh, I, I'm drinking Buffalo Trace, and I didn't know how specific I needed to be because uh, there are bourbon snobs out there and everything. So I don't know you if that be uh, as vague or as specific as you uh, like. <laughs> I wouldn't know either you. way. I think, uh, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but I am definitely, I love bourbon. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur, but maybe I would. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got into like whiskey and stuff like about five years ago or so. And cause like, I don't know, before that, like, you know, I grew up in small town, Texas and like everybody's perception of, well, it was just beer basically, but like whiskey was Jack and Coke, you know, and I'm really not a big Jack Daniels fan. So that was kind of skewed my perception of whiskey for a long time, but I don't know who it was that introduced me to bourbon and I just really liked it. So whenever, you know, you were talking about this podcast, I was like, this is perfect. I could have like some bourbon on a show and talk. I don't know. <laughs> I just imagine like you and Robert Wilson having like the good old boys dinner and like ordering a little, little whiskey on the side. Oh, Roberto. I love him. He's my mention, uh, partner, soulmate, spouse, whatever you want to say. Um, when we had conventions. Uh, yeah, Robert would always like, he actually introduced me to bullet bourbon because he would always get like a little bottle of that at Heroes Con. And after the show, you know, he would just have like little shots of it in the hotel room before going out for dinner and stuff. So now I know who to hound down for some bullet bourbon. Oh yeah. It's, it's How did Robert. I never know this? Yeah. It's Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's... Okay. I'm trying to think of a good segue. I think I've. <laughs> Loosely got one. I was like, I'm realizing. I he's thinking. I'm trying, the, the gears, the gears are turning. They're turning slowly. Well, because I'm also realizing, I'm like, I don't know that much about this subject, but mm -hmm. I do know 
he had a partner in crime and the subject was a fictional criminal is this true who are we are you talking about Wait, you're talking about Robert or uh, Lupin? Not Robert. What you're on to talk about. What, oh, yes, what yes. You're uh, about? I'm to talk about uh, Lupin the Third. I mean, I know it's silly, but everybody in comics is like, you know, like, you, you kind of have these things that you're, you kind of geek out over or you're fanboyish, fangirl over. And like Lupin the Third is mine. I'm always like, I'm comics' number one Lupin the Third fan, you know? <laughs> So, I did not know that now. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that are going to be like, oh, yeah, Joe? You want to I'll, check, I'll check the loop on Wikipedia, see if this is true. Ready to <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's just funny because, like, I discovered uh, Lupin through the anime, uh, right, when I was kind of finishing college because it was on Adult Swim, uh, Cartoon Network. And I was, like, really confused. I was like, what is this 70s-looking show uh, on late at night, you know, and, you know, you get back from the bar and there's this 70s anime on. And I just kind of got hooked on it. And uh, I just kind of ended up becoming like a major fan of it to, to the point of where it just like really influences a lot of like my storytelling and comics. Uh, if that's kind of, if, if you can kind of believe that, because like Lupin has spanned, it's like, I think it's celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Um, what? Yeah, um, because it was created... Um, by a guy uh, named who went by the name Monkey Punch. Uh, his real name was Kazuhiko Kato. Um, oh, and okay. yeah, he basically he had been a manga artist in Japan for a while, and he, uh, you know, we, we understand this. We work in comics. You know, like the gigs. You know, you work for hire. You work for publisher yeah. sometimes. You know, you 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 do a gig. You don't know what's going to take off. And so he uh, he had these other gigs that he was doing. And this publisher wanted something else. So he kind of came up with this idea. It was kind of like a mix of like James Bond uh, and uh, this uh, character, Arsene Lupin, which was uh, an old character created by writer uh, Maurice LeBlanc from France. And he just kind of uh, was like, I'll make him his descendant. So he's Lupin the third. But uh, he did not clear this with the LeBlanc estate. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it came back to haunt him later. Um, but he just thought it was going to be like a little throwaway story that was just going to run for like three months, but it like, like just exploded. It was hugely popular in Japan and they ended up expanding it to like three years. So he was just like, well, crap, what do I do now? So he like basically had to expand the mythology as he went because this was just like a little, you know, he didn't think it was going to blow up. And I mean, I think that's so true for like any kind of creative endeavor. You don't know what's gonna catch on what's like in the zeitgeist what's gonna happen because the you same throw thing. everything at the wall and yeah. pray something sticks yeah yeah yeah. And, yeah yeah and it's so funny to me because like you know i got my start in comics uh around 2010 and like my, my first big book was morning glories from image comics and you know I, I was pretty proud of that book and you know it was like my first book at image um but i figured we'd have our run of like 10 issues or something at most or whatever and then we shuffle off but I mean, it actually did hit pretty big at that time. And we developed a pretty big fan following. And there were some other books that launched around the same time. And I thought they were going to out or eclipse us and we outlasted them. And it, it's just weird because you never, you can never predict it. So uh, it's like, that was the only thing that I could kind of identify with in his kind of situation. Uh, Cause he was just like, okay, wow, I got to go with this now. Um, Lord Monkey Punch, you mean? Yeah. With Monkey Punch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's so funny because like, uh, I think he had like a, a nom de plume for his other 
uh, uh, works, but I think his publisher picked Monkey Punch and he didn't understand why. And once it you know became so popular, he got stuck with the name Monkey Punch and kind of had to you know oh, be no. the I, I love it. And so he was like, "Great, I'm Monkey Punch." More, more people should have pen names. I'm right? stupid for not having four. You know, I was about to say before, like, do you have a weird pen name that you used to have before that you're like, "Thank God that didn't stick." Man, I wish I did. You know, because like, that's yeah. a frog boy. So, well, <laughs> well, you know, I think the best one is Frank Quitely. I mean, great artist, great guy, and like his pen name, Frank Quitely. I mean, for it, that's like, for, I didn't get it at first, and I was like, "Oh, quite frankly, I get it. All right, you know." Um. <laughs> So I always, th- <laughs> I just thought that was his name. No, no, no. His real name is like Vincent something. Um, oh my God. Uh, Nick Patera would know because Nick Patera is like the number one uh, Frank White. Uh, but yeah, no, his name is, it's a, it's a pen name and it's uh, to play on quite frankly. So you just blew my mind. <laughs> not, I, I'll have to be to- honest with you. I, I too thought it was a real name. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it blew my mind when I first heard it too. And uh, I kept thinking, I was like, I need a name like that. and you know, like, but I mean, it's just so genius. You know, I was like, how can you top that? So yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm segueing off of uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it, yeah, so it like was- the manga ran for a few years and then they adapted it into an anime. And uh, there have been like several iterations. There's been like five series, five main series. And the first series um, was probably one of the first anime that was kind of adult. Uh, themed not like porno but like you know yeah. more, more mature yeah more yeah violent, not but just for kids yeah, yeah for this, those that don't know like uh, you know adult swim and everything that was like the uh, what's the equivalent today like everything's on streaming services right like yeah, right even, um but that was like the late night nick yeah. at night or yeah. whatever like yeah. equivalent yeah and so like um but it, the, the thing about the show was it was like really violent and kind of and the characters are really unlikable so like the uh, production company like fired all the staff in like mid season and they like replaced them with new writers and stuff. And they like, we want to rethink this. And actually this is where a really interesting kind of tie into Lupin happens is one of the people they brought in was Hayao Miyazaki from Studio Ghibli. who later founded Studio Ghibli. He wasn't Studio Ghibli Hayao Miyazaki at that point, but. Oh um, my God. I didn't yeah, know he, any of this. I, I really Sorry, I'm I, so excited. <laughs> I, I used to think I, no. <laughs> I used to think it was a, a Miyazaki movie only, but yeah. this is why this is the one right. thing I misremembered. Yeah, right. so like that series, but like all that reshuffling uh, of the creative uh, staff didn't wasn't enough to keep the show going, so they canceled it. Um, but eventually, uh, the, they did another series, which was more like what they wanted, what the production company wanted, which was more like the Lupin that kind of everybody knows, which is sort of lighthearted kind of goofier outlandish storylines and that's the one that i saw that was uh i forget what they called it in japan but in america it's called lupon the third part two and uh like you can tell these different lupon series by his jacket color so i think the first series his jacket's green uh part two it's red uh part three it's pink and then part four it's blue and i think it's still blue or it might be i don't remember for part five but anyway i mean that's just one of those weird things they change up every series um, but, uh, Miyazaki did a few episodes of that as well. And, um, that series lasted like several seasons. You can find it on, um, I think it's on Amazon prime right now. And, um, like, it's just, you know, there's like so many episodes. I haven't even watched all of them because there's so many. Um, 
But That's so like, surprising because you sound like literally like a huge expert already. <laughs> like, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's funny because like uh, I, I love my, my big geek out uh, with Lupin came with uh, the Miyazaki film. It was one of the first Ghibli movies, which is Castle of Cagliostro. Um, That's the only one I know. Yeah, 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 that one, that one's on Netflix, I think. Yes. And it's so funny because like uh, uh, I showed my fiance Cheryl, who you know Liana, um, yeah. showed her some of the Lupin series, and she was like, eh, "This is okay." But we watched Castle Cagliostro, and she's like, "That made her a fan because like oh, what that. Miyazaki did with that, like he just kind of streamlined the entire like mythos and everything, and just like it was so accessible, and it was it was just it was beautifully animated. I mean, it wasn't like later quality Ghibli works, but I mean, was, you could still tell it was a Ghibli movie." Um, and, uh, that was like, that was the one that was like, okay, I'm a major fan of this series now, uh, with that one. And, you know, that series is just like, it's so popular in Japan. I mean, they do like, uh, TV specials, like every year, it's like an hour, hour and a half, like mini mo animated movie. Um, and, uh, like then there was an issue, like I said, with the uh, Maurice LeBlanc, the writer, mm -hmm. uh, he didn't clear it with waiting them. for this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so they were like, um, we don't mind you calling him Lupin the Third in Japan, but in the West, no, we don't like that because that's not cool. It infringes on our trademark, you know, it's too confusing. So like they had to come up with all these ridiculous like um alterations of his name, like Rupon, you know, like how the Japanese like they English or whatever. So he was Rupon the Third, he was Wolf, uh, in some places. And I think at one point it was like Edgar. Gentleman Thief or something like that. I don't know where they got Edgar. I think it was Edgar, but sounds very um, stately. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. But like, uh, eventually, I think it was uh, like 2012 or 2013. Um, the character Arsan Lupin the Third, or not Arsan Lupin, Arsan Lupin, the original literary character, mm -hmm. uh, went into public domain. So now, yeah, that's, now they can use the Lupin name, you know regionally i mean not worldwide with no issues whatsoever i was about to say maybe that's why we oh. saw the implosion of like it coming on streaming platforms suddenly over the past yeah. like possible it's possible i mean I didn't think yeah it, it's such a you know it's such like i said it's been around for so long and there have been so many different versions um you know like i said the manga i mean the anime is really where i became a fan the manga is really kind of hard to get a hold of because it's kind of out it's out of print um you can find scans online and it is rough. Like, I don't know what Monkey Punch, uh, like, <laughs> he would have probably been canceled uh, today because of some of the stuff he put in. Like, there's, like, really, like, rapey kind of jokes in there with Fujiko and Lupin. It's really gross. It's, mm. like, I'm, like, how did this get published? You know, what it was really. What was this? This is, like, the late 60s, late 60s when he was mm. doing it. I don't love it, oh but gosh. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. And it's really crude, and it's just. My, it's my same kind of issue with um, Attack on Titan. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. Um, so Attack on Titan you know, is a pretty it's pretty popular amongst the anime crowd. Uh, it's also in your manga. The manga to me is just I can't read it. I mean, it's not like it's not like uncomfortable like you know like with uh, sexual in your windows or whatever. But it's just like like the um, like the storytelling and everything, the art style. It's just it doesn't work for me as a manga. But like the production, whoever was in charge of adapting it, they like they took all the best elements of the story and like streamlined it and made it better with an anime. So I always think it's interesting when a license does better in one media than another, especially mm -hmm. because like my I've never read in 
a Lupin or Fujiko, any type mm -hmm. of manga yeah. whatsoever. And like yeah. my access to it was like, actually the reason why I like Lupin is because I watched that entire Fujiko Mine miniseries. Yeah. And I thought that that was a really cool way. Cause I always thought uh, she was over-sexualized like in the right. and stuff like that. When I would, I too would see it on like uh, Adult Swim. Right. And like, I like that they took her story back and was able mm -hmm. to analyze it and like flip the narrative. So right. uh, yeah, I, that's I think that all of them have like such extensive backgrounds, but now I know because he's been around so long, you know what I mean? Right. Like, the 60s. So, yeah. I mean, the, the one you're talking about, the woman called Fujiko Mine, that was, that was a real departure for the series because, you know, by that point, um, you know, Lupin kind of had this shtick, you know, it was, it was goofy. It was, you know, it was lighthearted. It was comedy. And it was, it was still kind of tiptoeing around with like sexual window and stuff. Um, and whether it was tasteful or not, with Fujiko and Lupin, uh, but the the woman called Fujiko Mine, where she's the one, she's the lead character, and she's usually just like in a supporting role or whatever, or an antagonistic role. Mm -hmm. But she took the lead, and she was the focus. And like the Lupin gang were kind of like the supporting characters. That's a great one, but it's not been available for streaming for so long. But I think it's coming to like Blu-ray and streaming at the end of March or this month. So because oh, nice. um, I was going, I was going to show that one to uh, Cheryl, and uh, I was like, this is a totally different take. But like you know you have to like the blu-ray is like $60 because it's been out of print you know right i actually borrowed it from when i worked at a comic shop uh one of the oh, yeah? actually let me borrow her blu-ray <laughs> i was like oh thank you you nice. know it's not very often that you just have like a blu-ray hanging around right I've got a very general question because i i only know the uh castle cagliostro and i saw oh. it years ago what is the like what is lupon He's a thief, right? And then yeah, yeah. So I should have talked about that at the beginning. So yeah, Lupin is basically just this thief. His name is Arsan Lupin the Third. He's the grandson of the original thief. Uh, that's the you know the the rub of the story. Yeah. And he lives in Japan. Um. And he's uh he just you know just a thief. It's like you know the best parts like he was kind of influenced by James Bond, but it was also influenced by movies like you know To Catch a Thief, um, mm -hmm. uh, Pink Panther, that kind of stuff. Like he's just really kind of um, screwball comedy kind of romps and stuff and he has a crew uh, that he works with sometimes they work against him and, or they don't want anything to do with him he's got so he's kind of the ringleader always trying to find these like new and elaborate uh, things to steal he's got his uh, his basic his best friend is this guy Daisuke Jigen who's a sharpshooter he can shoot anything it's like almost completely laughable sometimes the things he can pull off with just shooting I mean like you'll watch the, sh the series and the movies and stuff and you're like how does that even work? It makes no sense. But, you know, you just have to, like, kind of let go of logic and reason mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, then he has uh, Goemon Ishikawa, who's, like, a samurai. Um, and he's got this sword that'll cut through anything. And then, of course, there's Fujiko Mine, who is this sort of femme fatale love interest of uh, Lupin, but kind of will they or won't they, Ross or Rachel kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Ross or Rachel? That's the that we need. If you uh, have friends, you will love one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, you're not, you're not a laugh. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, like, they, they kind of work, you know, uh, together on jobs and stuff. And then there's, like, uh, this guy, um, uh, Zinigata, Inspector Zinigata. He is uh, with Interpol, and he's always after Lupin. And so the basic, you know, what you can kind of expect in any kind of Lupin adventure is, you know, Lupin will come up with some crazed uh, scheme. 
uh, you know, Jigen and Goemon will say they want nothing to do with it, but will begrudgingly go along with it. Fujiko will try and find some way to screw them over and take the gold or whatever treasure is for herself. And, you know, Zenigata will be chasing after him the whole time. And he's like, you know, I'm going to get you, Lupin. You're going to jail. And there will always be, like, some kind of car chase because he drives, like, a little Fiat. <laughs> and it's, like, it's so comedic because it's always so tiny compared to all these other cars and stuff that are in the show. And, I mean, you can all – these are the kind of the tropes. These are the things you can count mm-hmm. on with every Lupin uh, adventure. And, I mean, really, like, the reason why I'm such a fan of it is just because it's just fun, I mean, for the most part. I mean, uh, there's there are a lot – since it's been around for so long, there are a lot of – there's a lot of bad stuff. I mean, with any property that's been around that long, you're going to have some highs and lows. Um, so, I mean, there's some really bad stuff, but there's some really fun and really good stuff too. So, yeah. Um, and then like the other thing to me that is uh, funny is like, you know, like a lot of anime snobs, it'll be like, you know, uh, I don't watch the dub. I only watch the, the original with the subtitles, you know, and like, I like both. Um, and uh, like, when I first saw this, like on Adult Swim, uh, it was dubbed because, you know, it's, uh, it's America. So they're not going to, even if it's like late at night, they're not going to put the subtitles on or whatever. So uh, the dub cast that they have, I think they've been going since like the early 2000s. Um, it's, uh, I think it's Funimation. Funimation. It's a lot of the actors you would hear in like different other anime adaptions and stuff. Um, they're pretty good. Um, the guy, Tony Oliver, who does Lupin's voice, I mean, uh, some of the early stuff he does isn't great, but I mean, like he's so settled into the role now that it's just like I hear his voice when I see Lupin. I mean, like, <laughs> like he's just so identifiable, and he has like this little laugh that he does as Lupin, and it's just so perfect. Um, and he just fits the role, so um, it's really great. And that's and the other thing uh, too is that they just had a uh, 3D animated movie come out. Um, I think last year. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, it was Lupin the Third, the first. And it was like CG animated, um, beautiful animation, a lot of fun, great film, uh, highly recommend it. And it's like you know, even if you aren't really super familiar with Lupin, same voice actors. What was it? The same voice actors for the dub? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think the same Japanese voice actors too, because like you can watch you know the sub or or the dub. And it must be so nice knowing that those voice actors just like have a gig. Uh-huh. Anytime that a new, like, same with like all the Batman voice actors, or oh, yeah. like Mark Hamill. Set. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh, yeah, set for anything he ever wants to voice, or like you know, uh, back Kevin Conroy and everything like. That. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, like when I was playing Arkham Asylum, I was like so glad to hear their voices, you know, as the characters, because like that's how I hear them, you know. I mean, and that's not to like put any digs against Christian Bale or Ben Affleck or anything like that. No, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you can put some digging. I, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> media, though, like, and you're being raised on it, quote unquote, like, that's, yeah. it's, you know, it's like a staple. Right. So, yeah. It's weird yeah. to hear other versions. Like, I remember when Evangelion was, like, redubbed with totally new actors. People were, like, oh, yeah. losing their mind. Oh, yeah. So angry. And it's like, hey, maybe it might be good. You never know. Like, this was dubbed how long ago in the 90s? Like, right. Super I'm refresh, doing... maybe. Yeah, I had the same issue with uh, Akira recently because I was uh, uh, I showed um, you know my fiance Akira she'd never seen it and when I saw it of course it was like you know early '90s and so it had like the late '80s dub or whatever who were and I think some of the same actors from like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Transformers oh wow yeah. that's incredible so 
That's like, like tone. Yeah. Yeah. So like there was a there was a version of it. Like there were I think it was on Hulu and they're like, you can have the original Japanese or the dub, or I think this like modern dub. And I was like, I was like trying to cycle through. I was like, you know, we ended up like replaying scenes so I could find the right one because like the newer dub really wasn't quite as good. And I mean the Japanese one was okay, but I mean, we'd had a few drinks and we weren't really wanting to read subtitles. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, I was like, let me, let me find the original one that I heard because I really liked it. And that's how I became a fan of it. So I think, I think that actually ties into a lot of how people, you know, stay fans of stuff. It's like, you know, when they became a fan of it, like, you know, the situation, everything that, that was involved in that, like, that's what they kind of want to hear, whether it's like, you know, uh, a film, anime, or cartoon, or music, or, or anything. Like, you know, what made you a fan? That's kind of, that's kind of how you interpret it. And that's how you want to, like, experience it, you People know? People want to cash in on that, that nostalgia, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah. a cash grab, especially for our generation. Like, we yeah. have the largest, you know, uh, amount of content that we are easily, like, whether it be fashion, or media, or, right. you know, even like literary works or whatever that are finally now brought into, cause like media is so easily able to be created now. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's just interesting. Yeah. So for like fans that want to get into Lupin, mm -hmm. um, where would you tell them to start? Like, I really would say start with the Castle of Cagliostro movie on mm -hmm. uh, Netflix. Um, that, cause I mean, first of all, I mean like, uh, you can't go wrong with Hayao Miyazaki. Um, you know, he, the dude knows, storytelling and it's a master class whenever he does a, a film and uh this is it's a great uh adaptation and tribute to everything lupon um if you're talking about like a series i would start like with the more modern ones i would start with like part four uh or part five part four is fun um in that you know they kind of throw some things on its head like he gets married um and then you know there's mm -hmm. a fallout from that and then like part five is great because it's a little bit more modern it does deals a lot with like social media uh and uh some technology stuff and it's it's, it's a lot of fun and like i i just love that they you know like they they update it but they don't do it in a kind of a pandering way mm -hmm. so um and the storytelling is just still so great with uh, the, the new modern uh series that they're doing and then of course then there's the new 3d animated film i think that's a probably that's a I mean, that actually may be like the best place to just start, like if you're just going in cold. Because um, some people, you know, like <laughs> some people are like, oh, I don't want to watch an anime. And you, know, you might be able to be like, well, this is 3D animated. It's kind of like Pixar, maybe. Except for somebody <laughs> has a big butt. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to use that line for like. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, my yeah, gosh. Help. That's what I'm here for. Uh, I think I'm going to get another drink. Yeah, that was great. Let's we'll take a quick break and fill up our drinks. Hey, Matt, what's your morning routine? I open my eyes. I have a bit of heartburn. Literally can't believe that you don't wake up and immediately say, OK, I'm going to go make coffee. I'm like a stupid lizard. So lizards don't drink coffee. But what I do is I sit and I wait for like three hours for my beautiful girlfriend to wake up and then when she opens her eyes is when I break out Rootless Coffee. So what you're saying is you purchase Rootless Coffee at rootlesscoffee.com. For 20% off, you buy it with the code HANGOVER? Yeah, without the code HANGOVER, you can't get it for 20% off. But with the code HANGOVER, 
you can get a bag of rootless coffee for 20% off at rootlesscoffee.com. We are back with questions. So Joe, something we ask all of our, uh, I almost said lovely contestants. You're a contestant. <laughs> um, all of our you lovely guests is uh, how we have met. And yes. I was going to ask you how you remember us meeting. Yes, and I feel like this is because you don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not a trap. It's definitely because I am bad at this. <laughs> well, you and I have a mutual friend. Um, and her name is Sarah, and she is very lovely, and I adore her. She's awesome. Uh, so um, I think we met through Sarah, and, uh, you know, we just, you and I ended up, like, being at cons together. I mean, you were behind me at uh, Emerald City a couple years ago, your That's booth true. was. And, like, every New York Comic Con, we're hanging out. So, um, yeah, well, you and I met through a mutual friend, and we just kind of, you know, hit it off. I mean, you were, like you meet so many people at cons and you don't always connect with them. You know, you don't really, yeah. you know, but I, mean, I always, I knew you were a good egg basically. Uh, Cause I mean, of course, you know, Sarah uh, speaks so highly of you. So uh. <laughs> I think that was the first uh, time I had ever been to DC for like not work related stuff. And I yeah. think met, or maybe it was the second time. Cause I think we met at awesome con. Yeah. It was awesome. Now I remember. Okay. That was the first time I met Robert too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I actually met both you guys. Yeah. From Sarah who she's yeah. an incredibly talented silversmith and uh, yep. a streamer um, yep. who often plugs this podcast. Thank you, Mech X Kitty. Um, <laughs> and I'm really glad you remember that because I was like, it was either a con or something <laughs> Robert or yeah, it was definitely Sarah. And so yeah. thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we we, we did. Uh, I mean, Sarah was we we did her birthday in New York Comic Con one year, and um, yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. so we we've, we've always had fun together. So, yeah. yeah, I always. You guys used to be called the twins, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But it's because you know, Sarah. I'm half Filipino, and Sarah is half Filipino as well. So we thought that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and uh, there was one point where, because um, I'm so gray. Uh, Sarah kind of colored her hair kind of gray. Oh, yeah, she used to have gray hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we came up with this idea because she was my, you know, my booth help at uh, New York Comic Con. So she's like, I'm going to get these shirts printed. And we're like, we're going to be, we're going to say we're the Isma twins. So she put <laughs> these shirts to the Isma twins. And it was like, you know, this like flash stuff in the background. It was so great. And I mean, that's, that's what we tell each other. Like, we're basically that we're twins, we're brother and sister, like the Wonder Twins. So. Aww. I think I've called Matt. I think I've told people that Matt's my brother, and they just believed me before. You, Though I, I, I tell everybody he's my yeah. son. Yeah, okay. all the time. I that. Sure. <laughs> I feel like everyone knows I'm not really your son, but if you're like, "Oh, I'm just kidding," he's my brother, and then I just kind of like smile and nod. They'll be like, "Yeah, you hey, never go against it. It's great." Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, two brownish-haired people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you do like one of the first things I think we had talked about is like that you look. I like, that was that was like oddly I knowing. I was yeah. looking through. Oh my god, what book was that? In um, in everything is going wrong, in in your story and the everything is going wrong anthology, put together by Mark Bouchard, my good friend. Shout out, Mark Bouchard. Um, I was just looking through it and I was like. How did you draw me years before you met me? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was like, 
that's my brother. I'm like, am I your brother? <laughs> Adorable. Wow. It, oh we look, yeah, I, I could pass for some sort of family, but. Wow. Yeah, in the in a blurry photo, we can be. Yeah, if, be if you squint your eyes and you got a bad memory, we're related. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Wow. Nice. Well, great for me to bring Joe on because Matt and Joe, you guys don't even know each other yet. So this is like our intermediary conversation. Yes. People yes. are listening to a moment. You know, where people <laughs> a real moment. Yes. But yeah, I, I I find it fun. Liana knows everybody. Just yeah. ninety-nine point nine percent. The amount of journals yes. that like Lysol kills is the amount of people Liana knows. Nine percent. Oh my god. And I'm just like can't wait to meet him every time. Oh, wow. So again, I'm I'm excited. I'm look I'm not yeah. looking forward to it. It's happening. I'm enjoying talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like Liana is kind of like my my kind of arbiter of like who people are in comics because you you do you do know so many people. You were like you're like the the social butterfly of comics, and yeah. it, and it's funny because like and I'm not I'm not like trying to like uh, down talk people in comics, but I mean let's face it, a lot of people in comics are pretty socially awkward. Really? I just dab. <laughs> yeah, so you're so friendly and so welcoming. That's why it's like everybody. Everybody knows Liana because you're so friendly. So, yeah. You know, I'm going to start crying on a podcast right now. I can't. Oh, yeah. We need Thank some microphones so we hear it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, people oh people go to you. Uh, you're, you're always a good, um, I can't think of the word for it, like source on if somebody's cool. There's so many yeah. people who, know, who are like, oh, yeah. you're friends with Liana, so am I. So we're friends. And I'm like, awesome. That's yes. great. And that's yeah. how I met. You're a friend of, you're a friend of Liana? Yeah. All right. We're yeah. Cool. That's how I met. That's, that's, my, nice. that's like all I've ever wanted in my life. <laughs> it's, actually, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust uh, Robert Wilson. I know we, we could talk about Robert a lot, but that first time we met you at AwesomeCon, um, I, I gave him so much hell because uh, we were, our tables, I don't think our tables were right near each other. But, oh, no. Far away. My, yeah, yeah. But he way. came up to me, and uh, or no, he was like, "Y'all were at my table, and he was there, and y'all were gonna go get us like coffee or something." And y'all were walking off. He's like, "Thanks, Lilana." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just looked at him like this. I was like, "That's not her name." Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> and I, I think Sarah for like the remainder of the day called me Lilana. Uh, <laughs> We're and isolating like, that clip and we're posting that. Yeah. Under this no. We have to tag yeah. Robert too. It's going to be he like does. I'm disappearing from Twitter completely. Lilana, Bye, yeah. guys. Change your Twitter. I'll make a Twitter called Lilana and be like, it's me. I think yeah. when that happened, Sheila might have been there. Maybe. Um, maybe. I can't also, because she also has like jokingly called me Lilana before. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I yeah. miss cons. I, I do too. Cons are so great. They like I'm. I was really hoping that they would come back this year, but I just don't see it really mm. pulling off. Like maybe next year, but mm -hmm. yeah. I did feel really lucky to table behind you the last year before cons and get to see Cheryl and you. Yeah, and like hang out yeah. a tiny bit. I guess yeah. he always asks about you. So, so I mean, we can't wait till we can all hang out together again. So. I'm in driving distance. That's I know. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. But some, someday. <laughs> yeah. 
we're gonna have a nice little <laughs> no, cookout. You can just teleport today. over here. I know you can figure that out. I'm gonna actually look into astral projection. I think <laughs> I could believe in it enough that I can think I went. You may not believe me, but that could work. Yeah. <laughs> um, I okay. So another really cool thing that happened between our friendship is that you are now in the Vault family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Yes, actually. Uh, fault. I currently work on a series called Engine Ward that they published. It's written by a guy named George Mann. Um, and it's a sprawling kind of sci-fi story about um, mankind off in the distant future who have gone off to another planet. And, um, you know, there's these... Uh, uh, this group of like godlike beings that have kind of taken over um, and they've kind of, uh, you know, fashioned themselves after the Zodiac. So each of the 12 signs of the Zodiac are these kind of godlike beings and they rule over the remnants of mankind with an iron fist. And there's our hero is this girl named Joss, who is the titular character of the engine ward. And uh, she's on the hunt for this, uh, device that will free them from the clutches of these evil zodiac types and um it's it's a lot of fun it's so completely different than anything i've ever worked on before because you know i I, before this i was and i I still do sometimes i do a lot of stuff for archie uh just kind of i was the archie riverdale person and so to do something like this which is completely you know nothing like i've done before it's been so refreshing and Vault, Adrian, Damien, Tim Daniel, everybody there, they've just been so fantastic. It's so, so cool to see you on like a creator-owned book, you know, because yeah. like, I think the entire time we've been hanging out or whatever, you have been working on solely Archie stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's like, wow, like super yeah. excited. Yeah, because like my start was in creator-owned with Morning Glories, mm-hmm. and then that kind of fizzled out for reasons out of my control. Um, and, uh, I hadn't done a creator own book since. And so it was nice to kind of actually get the chance to do one. And so, um, I'm forever grateful to Adrian because I met Adrian, um, Wassel at New York comic-con. Uh, it was actually right before, um, well, it was 2019, I think, uh, you know, before pandemic and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah yeah so that's that's how i ended up working with them i met them and really hit it off and uh i love them they're they're so great so hell yeah yeah that's awesome well joe i cannot thank you enough for coming on obviously uh i wish to be a criminal and so you might have taught me how to uh you know make (laughs) my mark i'm just kidding like (laughs) i won't say what but i am a criminal so it's nice to hear about people (laughs) it's great yeah um I am really excited though because like when you came to us about that and I had I've literally searched for eons to talk to somebody about Fujiko Mine. So thank you. This oh. is finally close <laughs> to chapter on my on my love for that series and also like obviously I love Lupin. Um yeah. so um thank you so much for coming on and for thank giving us this wonderful thing. And uh yeah, uh I was going to come up with a sign off, but I can't. And, you know, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.